welcome to episode 22 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Bong bong, everybody. How you doing? And Colin Sparling. How you doing, everybody? So let me let me ask you guys a quick question. Do you ever find something that just is so crazy interesting to yourself that you just go and jump down some sort of rabbit hole of reading and just going through a whole bunch of crap on the internet? Absolutely. Yeah. On the daily. Oh, yeah. So th- this, is, this was my rabbit hole from last night. So a- in class last week, in one of my classes, we basically had a discussion about how all of science and research could basically just be bullshit. Like it could all be a lie. Like none of none of this shit could like actually be true because there's a huge movement going on right now in basically general like science research where they're going through and replicating all uh, like a whole bunch of foundational science like studies and they're finding that like the results that they gotten were just flukes. Like like, like for what? what studies? Yeah. So just uh, like a whole bunch of studies, most notably in like uh, the biomedical field, like uh, cancer research and things like that. What? That's not where you want to be playing around and shooting blanks in cancer research. What? So it's like there's so there's this huge movement going on where people are like people are just questioning a whole bunch of research. It's mainly like, you know, younger people that are, you know, like, okay, so like that's great that you got these results. But this study has never been repeated. Or uh, like there's no yeah. published, you know, redo of this study. So how do you know these results are legit? You're basically just taking these studies as fact. And they basically found it was I, I can't remember the crazy. It was like a crazy low percentage of studies done in the cancer research field uh, for like experimental medication and things like that. A very small percentage of those studies actually came like that. They repeated actually showed the same results as the original studies. Isn't Whoa. that like, like a I'm major, talking like less than 20 percent? Isn't that a major bullet point of, you know, why something is peer reviewed and published because it's like repeatable? Well, here's here's the thing, though, that and that's where it gets fishy. When when scientific studies get published, it you know, it's it's a very hard thing to do. Right. Everyone knows that. But there's a very strong bias when it comes to whether or not a study gets published. If it's a replication of another study. Or if within the study, it doesn't prove the hypothesis that it's setting out to prove. So more than likely, that study is not going to get published. Therefore, all the scientists going out there and trying to do repeat studies or doing research that doesn't necessarily live up to their hypothesis, that shit doesn't get published. So they're not going to do it. So you're saying they're fudging the numbers so they can get published and make some of that sweet, sweet science cash. Oh, (laughs) the part about fudging the numbers. Yeah, that's fact. Yeah, I guess so, I guess it would be like grants, right? That's the science cash you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. So the the reason why all this was spawned was because of a woman named uh, Amy Cuddy. I don't know if either out of you guys, I learned about this in com research methods. I know both of you guys were majors in com. Obviously, I don't. You guys took that class. I don't know if they talked I, about her at all. I remember taking that class. I don't remember anything from the class. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But anyway, so Amy Cuddy was this woman that gave like this really inspirational ted talk back in like 2010 and she she's a a social psychologist i believe and she so she gave this really inspirational ted talk about power poses and so she performed this study where these people 
basically performed power poses as in their body language was really open and really like strong and like stout looking right Mm. they held these positions for about two minutes each for each position and according to her research there was notable changes in their overall confidence and changes in their brain chemistry yeah i believe that yeah but and that's all well and good. And she did like this inspirational TED talk. It was actually actually an amazing talk from, from 2010 and like talking about this research and basically how it changed her life and how, you know, so many people, you know, basically got job interviews because of her research, like are just in a generally better position in their lives because of this research that she did. Well, a few years later, uh, there was the what's called the Rain Hill study where these guys tried to replicate this study. And they their results were completely different. They weren't like the same at all. And the study continued to be replicated several times and nobody was getting the same results. Huh. Were they random results or were they all consistently just something else? Well, they so the, no, like no further uh, replication of the study could prove that it actually changed brain chemistry. That was the huge huh. dispute. So there was. uh a huge movement, which well, out of, out of this whole situation, there became a movement, which was the uh, the study replication movement or whatever it's called, and it, it was actually started by a friend of Cuddy's from college, uh, named uh, I believe it was like uh, let me look, his name was uh, Simmons, Joseph P. Simmons, um, and along with two other colleagues, they they basically did this thing. This study called False Positive Psychology, Undisclosed Flexibility and Data Collection Analysis Allows Presenting Anything as Significant. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, they proved how you could easily skew any research study, any bit of data to basically get the result that you want. And hmm. they phrased this as p-hacking, as in, you know, the p, the p value in your research probability value. Mm hmm. And so basically it's because of this one study, it's becoming the new standard to actually include P curves and stuff in studies. Hmm. And ever since the, and because of this one paper, this replication movement started where they're going back through all of this foundational research and redoing all of it essentially. And publish like publishing companies for uh, scientific journals are actually allowing way more publication or like replication of studies to be published to encourage replication because we found so many flukes in all this research, like, inc- like including the biomedical field where, wow. you know, they're getting like 15% of these studies are actually having the same data replicated. Like that's I an mean, insanely low number when a lot of these people rely on this medication or treatment. Yeah. I mean, you can't really be suggesting though that like everyone's just trying to, get published and so they're putting out bullshit out there intentionally right i mean no i mean obviously that's not that, i mean i'm sure there's people like that out there but like what these guys are setting out to prove is like why why you know why it couldn't it be bullshit you know what i mean see um, this isn't gonna make me seem like a great college student but i took statistics and don't remember much from that class either but the impression i got from it is that it's kind of an ironclad science you know like the only way to fudge up the statistics part of it is if you fudge up the data you're putting into the statistics machine 
Right, which it, um, which they talked about, it had to do with who they chose for their samples and stuff, and they were basically accusing people of like handpicking samples and stuff like that. So like, I don't know, and there there and you guys can read about like the there's a crazy amount of details in this uh, this article from the New York Times, which I was talking about. It's called "When the Revolution Came from Amy Cuddy," and it's basically mm-hmm. the aftermath of what all this stuff has caused for her because her reputation is shot, like. Yeah. No one wants to work with her. Even the person that collaborated with her on the original two, the paper about power posing, uh, what was her name? Carney, I believe, or something like that. Um, she actually walked back all of the claims that they made in the paper without talking, like even talking with her about it first. Like she's like, oh yeah, power posing is all it's bullshit. Like wow. <laughs> it's basically what she said. And I- Cuddy and Cuddy like saw this later on, and she's like what and she like put out like a full response to it and everything dude it's crazy i mean i haven't done the research or anything but it makes sense to me the power posing kind of hypothesis like it makes sense like if you stand up straight you know if you have a good posture like you'll feel better right it just kind of makes sense to me like just you know on its face like saying it to me as a layman like yeah if you carry yourself well you'll probably have you know you probably have healthy thoughts if you slouch and if you slump over and you know or just kind of sloppy with it then you won't feel anything or you'll feel kind of down you know that well, yeah, makes I mean, sense to me you're probably yeah, one of the people that they'd hand select to be part of that experiment i <laughs> mean my guess yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, I don't know like i i mean me personally i'm a big perpetrator of uh what's the phrase i always say look good feel good do good so right yeah I you mean, always and it, say and that it's, oh yeah i mean i say it like all the time i guess but uh I mean, it, it's it's a mental thing, right? Like you tell yourself that it's it's one of those things where you keep telling yourself something, you know, you start to believe it, and uh, you know, of course, it's not the sole reason why you get a job out of a job interview or something like that, right? But it's mm-hmm. a habit that puts you in a in a good mindset, and I, I mean, I, I understand the thinking behind it, but trying to prove it scientifically like this, I don't know, I don't know if there's any actual right. Um, I something I haven't behind done it anyway. I haven't done the research or anything like that. You know, I'm not you know, heavy into this kind of thing. But I think that, you know, belief, just the thought, you know, placebo, just the the thought that something's happening is very, is, is a more powerful force to our bodies than we think. I think our brain can control a lot more about our bodies than, than we even realize. I mean, we're not voluntarily trying to breathe. We're not voluntarily trying to beat our heart, you know, well, and now, regulate our blood sugar. Now we're all voluntarily breathing because you brought it up. When you think about it, you're <laughs> like, oh, no, inhale, exhale, right? But, you know, like you have the, uh, what is it, the sympathetic and the, I can't remember, the nervous system. And I know it's not unsympathetic nervous system. But anyways, there's like, you know, there's like two different like channels of where your brain's telling you to do stuff. It's like the conscious thought and then the unconscious functions right hey man i mean you say a word too many times it starts to sound weird right so <laughs> i'm not obviously you could tell i'm not a fucking scientist <laughs> the way I'm talking right now. but no, i mean hey. if you tell someone hey you know uh, take this sugar take this pill it will make you better which is what every doctor says when you go and get a prescription you believe it and then when you feel and when you start feeling better you're like oh it was because I did what the doctor told me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right, it's the right. same kind of thing with like power posing. Like maybe it's that the people that feel good internally and have the have those emotions, like the the strong uh, uh, confidence in themselves, maybe they're just the ones that naturally would have better posture. 
you have to kind of control for that, you know, possibility, that variable. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I yeah. Think, and um, but, I was just going to say, like, uh, speaking on that point, too, is like our when our, our professor originally gave us this lecture, he's like, oh, well, you know, so it turns out like this power posing thing, it like we can't there's no way of like actually proving that this any of this is true. And in fact, it might be all bull like it could just be she could be just be full of shit. And but he's like, but at the same time, who am I to come in here and, you know, tell somebody that, you know, power pulls power posing is bullshit when, you know, they might have like struck a power pose and thought, you know, because of that, you know, it helped boost their confidence enough to get them a job or something. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, if think, that's their habit, then who 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 is he to take that away from them? Yeah, I have think you that's guys the, ever, I was just going to say, I think that's the tough part, right, about social science is that Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. is literally everyone is different. There are seven billion people and every one of them thinks differently. It's It's hard to it's hard to paint in broad strokes about how humans think. Yeah. And I mean, uh, my argument to that was like, you know, I mean, all three of us, at least to some degree, are like, you know, social scientists or whatever. Um (laughs) Uh-huh. To, to a to a you know to a degree in the same well, degree that I'm a rocket a, scientist. I mean, do we all we all did the same major. We all learned the same stuff. But the, the idea of this major, the idea of why I like learning what I'm learning in school right now, is because I like the idea of being skeptical and you know learning why it is you know why it is that we you know we do certain things or you know stuff like that. And so. I don't see a problem in it. Like if, if something's bullshit, tell me like I, I'm skeptical. Right. I, I want to know why the world is the way it is, why people do the things they do. You know? yeah. And I guess what we're learning now is that everything we thought was true and thought was rock solid science now is just complete bullshit P curve. Like, <laughs> Wait, like does, FML, that, right? does that mean not every action has an equal and opposite reaction anymore? Yeah. Does E <laughs> not equal MC squared? <laughs> What is happening? What no, is actually guys, guys, happening? We lied. Actually, correlation does equal causation. Did, did the apple really oh, no. fall on Newton's head? Was that real? Oh man! Oh, let, God. let me let me. Okay, I want to okay. dovetail off to just real quick and just wrap this up. Um, I want to ask you guys: like, Have you ever heard like when you have a really strong like life goal, some kind of you know uh, milestone you're trying to attain? They what do they tell you to do? They tell you to write it down. Yeah. Or like write down yeah. the process and you're kind of like committing it to paper and like, OK, you've kind of taken a step towards getting closer to this goal just by just by committing it to paper. Right. Well, have they ever said to you that, OK, well, the next step to do that, if you even have the guts to do it, is to speak it out loud. Have you guys ever heard that? Like if you want to do something like you should say it out loud that you're saying it out loud do and it. tell pe- and tell people too. yeah, and tell people. Yeah. To keep, yeah. Because that's like, oh, shit, I'm all in now. Right. You know, that's even like the next step over overwriting it down. So I'm just saying, you know, like about that kind of psychosomatic suggestion, power suggestion, placebo effect type thing, like that all kind of rolls together in the same weird, you know, ball of like, oh, I, I guess this is my reality now because I said it out loud. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. It, that I mean, that's the thing, right? You know, you say it, you write it down and you I mean, you just start to believe it. It's like, you know, you sit there and tell yourself stuff and you write it down the, like the more you see it the more you start to believe it. I mean, uh, when you perform an action, you keep performing an action. It becomes a habit. Just you know? remember it, to live your, live your bliss, live your truth. <laughs> yeah, right, Mr. Hallmark. Yeah, wow. just, but yeah, just uh, to pull a, put a bow on it, as Jack would say, um, it's, it's just crazy to think that the entire 
science world is just being flipped on its head like all, everyone's like you know that scene in spongebob where everyone's like running around and everything's on fire instead of spongebob's head and he's like what's his name what's his name what's his name? His <laughs> yeah yeah all i know is fine dining and breathing <laughs> what was the name but, of that article one more time and oh, when did so it come out the the name of the article is the when the revolution came for amy cuddy on new york times came out actually october 18th is when it came out okay. um but yeah it's basically just details the whole deal with her and it goes okay. it, it covers all of it all of the information so there's got to be some truth to that speaking out loud kind of thing because there are some things that i will not say out loud <laughs> like there's some there's some like life goals i'm like i'm not ready for that yet i'm not ready i'm not gonna say it fair right. enough right it, you know you know it's it's so funny because i see uh you know i follow a bunch of guys from like ign and, and places like that on twitter and they post like, oh, IGN has a job opening and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I totally want to apply to that right now. But I just I do not feel I'm not ready. I do. Not, I don't think I have a resume to even think about being accepted to, you know, someplace like that. Yeah. You're not ready to be broke ass poor in the oh, well, right in San Francisco and, where yeah, you can't, you know, you can't afford to fucking live there worth the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, at least you get to play video games for a living. Right. Yeah, and I guess. I, I, dude, I think I saw on Craigslist in San Francisco. This guy was renting out literally his closet. <laughs> but you had to live in there with his clothes and shit and for it was like a thousand dollars a month what yes was I, it, I'm please serious. tell me that was satire <laughs> no it was i'm pretty sure it was real dude gosh I'm pretty, it didn't seem like it didn't come across satire at all yikes it sounds like something on the onion he probably works for ign so <laughs> well with that do you guys want to talk about video games yes yes oh. let's, 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 let's talk about your video games the video games yeah sweet games. sweet video games so last friday was a thing huh guys like yeah it was man. the day of games let yeah. me let me tell you like that last friday was just i don't i don't even know nerdgasm day yeah i guess or something insane. like it was it's a just lot of three three games a uh, new iphone new stranger things uh i thought wait, the new wait, there was, was a new out. there was a new iphone <laughs> Yeah, new iPhone, iPhone 8 and iPhone X came out on Friday. I didn't even notice. Wait, now hold on. The X came out or did just pre-orders come out? Wait, it, or maybe it could it could have been just the 8, but I'm not entirely I sure. I, I know the new iPhone came out. Yeah, the iPhone X is coming later. I oh, think. it is? Yeah, okay, that, I thought they were simultaneous release. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, talk about, yeah, you're really going to have people crash their car now saying stuff like iPhone X is available. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, take out a second mortgage just to afford a fucking iPhone. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Uh, but, so, but there was a lot coming out. I mean, you have Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein, Frick Two, friggin' Mario Odyssey. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. So it was a huge day. None of us played uh, Assassin's Creed Origins for better or worse. But among the three of us, we did all play Wolfenstein Two and Super Mario Odyssey. So I'd like to kick things off with a so hopefully spoiler free discussion of yeah. Wolfenstein Two. The new yeah, Colossus. These, are, these new these games are four days old. Like we're not going to go like crazy ham on it. Just kind of give real you know high level first impressions. Talk about the early game stuff that wouldn't be considered too spoilery. Yeah, I'm going to be doing one thing and one thing only: killing asses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of mostly what well, you also get to kill the Ku Klux Klux Klan as well. Spoilers, spoilers. It's in trailers. It's in trailers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Wolfenstein 2. I actually have already beaten it. I had to write a review for it for Game Luster, so shameless plug if you want to check that out. Um, I love Wolfenstein 2, man. It's really, really good. Better than I, the first? I think the story is more gripping 
than the first. Because with the first, like, I think the story kind of took me by surprise because, you know, I was like, oh, it's Wolfenstein. It's, you know, kill Nazis. It's a game where the line, fuck you, moon, is literally in it. Um, fuck you, moon. <laughs> fuck you, moon. <laughs> but That was me when I was playing Mario. How about that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I the story took me by surprise in the second in the first game. So now with the second one, I'm like, oh, I'm all about this story, and it delivers so well. Um, it just it has a lot of beats where like, yeah, you're a badass and you're going around and you're holding like two big guns in your hands and you're shooting Nazis and you're taking bullets like a man. But then the next moment, it's like it has something that's kind of causing you to tear up a little bit or like you know it makes you go like they're not about to do they're not gonna show me oh they're showing me oh fuck no <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah it's yeah, brutal. yeah yeah it's brutal from what i've seen so far what are you playing Epic. on um i'm playing it on pc you can pick it up on ps4 or xbox one though if you would like for 60 bucks um man i have to say like the first within the first 15 minutes i had to like get up and walk away and just breathe, <laughs> that, breathe. you talking about the intro yeah in the first 15 minutes Dude, i was like is, yeah <sighs> whoa <laughs> Just it was a lot to, it was a lot to take in um without getting too spoilery you kind of get a real first-hand look at bj blaskowitz's kind of upbringing in his childhood mm-hmm. and just what kind of made him the nazi killing monster that he is today and man, it goes places, and it goes some real dark, dark places. And I was, real I was not quick. prepared. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Like straight up from the beginning. Like if you're even slightly squeamish, don't play this game. Probably. Yeah, graphically violent. Yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, very early on. It's rough. Uh, for those of you who played the first game to completion, it picks up literally on the same sec, like off the same second that Wolfenstein One ended. So if you know how it ends, you know how this game begins, essentially. Or at least, and, yeah. And I would say also that it's not like crucial either that you play the first Wolfenstein because they do a pretty decent recap of the game. I think that you would lose some maybe character connection, right? Or you'd lose mm. like, you know, a little bit of the story impact maybe. But but I didn't finish uh, the first Wolfenstein game. I played probably like five, six hours of it. And then I just had to move on to other games. But... I don't feel like I, you know, missed out too bad at all. Just uh, hopping into Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus right away. I think that the developers kind of designed it to for anyone to be able to pick up and play. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to obviously be spending a lot of your time like running around and shooting Nazis, right? First person shooter and all. Um, but I have to say the gameplay, the gunplay feels really, really nice in this game like the fact that you can dual wield anything like it's not just two submachine guns in your hand but you can like have a shotgun in one hand and like a pistol in the other or something like that you know you can mix and match however you please Ooh, boy. Um, it makes you feel like a monster in a great way <laughs> <laughs> i mean think about it like no one man should be able to hold a shotgun in one arm and not you know, break their arm by repeatedly shooting it. You know what yeah. I mean? Dude, did you not see Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the rundown? <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it comes out like, under like guns. The motherfucker comes out with two pump shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cocking those things in his armpits. That movie's yeah. underrated. I definitely recommend it. It's good. good little times. thunder and some little lightning. <laughs> so uh, what I, I have some qualms. I mean, okay. were you kind of 
Did you were you finished there? Did I cut you off? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I have some qualms with the game. Uh, I think it's I think the shooting and the gunplay is good, unless you are looking down your sights. I just don't think it. I think it covers up too much of the screen, like the entire bottom half almost. And you get this little tiny pee hole to like look through. And I don't know. I haven't seen any guns with any scopes yet. Granted, I'm early in the game. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're shooting from the hip, okay. Like it, it'll work out. The gunplay feels good. One thing I was slightly disappointed in as someone who's really into game audio was that I didn't feel like the big oomph or the big kick. I didn't feel like the gun sounds were all that great until I got that laser weapon. I can't remember yeah. the name of it. Some weird German word. Yeah. But I didn't feel like the sound had all that bass to it and, and something... I don't know. Even even like uh, Overwatch, I think the guns have their own unique, good kind of sound and good kind of bass kind of feel again. So those are two gripes I had. But the major gripe I have with the game so far is I'm playing on the uh, experience difficulty. Like, oh, you've played shooters before. And I'm like, yeah, I've played a few shooters now and again. So I'll, I'll play on the experience mode. The game, I feel like, is way too hard and way too punishing in a way. Like, I di- there were areas where I died like over and over and over again, like 10, 15 times mm-hmm. sometimes. Really? And, and yes. And the problem is that it does like an old school kind of health system. You don't like hide behind cover a la Master, Master Chief and regen your shields. You actually have to go around and look for health packs and pick them up constantly. And yeah. for story reasons in the beginning, your health is like halved and it's like constantly bleeding down and things like that. So you have to constantly monitor your health because constantly just just lower and lower as you, as you move forward. And so I'm always looking for power or for uh, health packs. And then I'm like, I can't really tell exactly like where I'm getting shot from either. I don't think the game does a great job of letting you know who is shooting you, where they are. And then also like you don't really know you're getting shot. And then all of a sudden you're just dead unless you're constantly, constantly looking at your health number in the bottom center of the screen. And so multiple, multiple times I died and had no idea who was shooting me or that I was even close to dying and, you know, to take measures to, to prevent that. So I ended up like F5 in my way through some firefights on that difficulty just because that was the only way I could like, you know, save scum and just get through it. Right. Kill a guy, save. Kill a guy, save. Kill a guy, save. Right. Yeah. And so so I think for just the enjoyment, like, I I mean, the gunplay is good, but I'm not playing the game to like be like the most badass single player shooter player in America. Right. I just want to play and experience the story and shoot some Nazis, of course, and some and some Ku Klux Klan Grand Dragons. Uh, so I'm probably like unashamedly going to turn the the uh, difficulty like all the way down. Like and just play it that way. Super super easy mode. Whatever the easy, yeah. Whatever the hey, I'm here for the story mode is because that's really to me like the meat of the game for sure. You know, and and I and I just feel like I was punishing myself. Like there was two or three parts in the first uh, two hours of the game where I was like, oh, this sucks. Like I just keep dying. I don't know why. I just didn't feel like it was like. Uh, a fair challenge i guess it wasn't a fun fair challenge where i'm like oh if only i do this then i can win it wasn't really like that for me from my from my um, experience what do you think about that yeah i can agree yeah bj is definitely like hella fragile in this game uh like squishy yeah even toward the end like trust me toward the end you get a lot of stuff that like keeps you regenerating health and like keeps your armor up and stuff and even with all of those buffs at the end game you still feel really squishy really yeah so that is a little bit annoying compared to like the first game right where because in the first game if you're playing on like normal mode you feel like a tank you know you feel like Mm -hmm. a human tank hybrid Mm -hmm. um whereas in this game you're kind of squishy all the way through which is a little unfortunate um and i'll agree like at first i found the like lack of feedback to be really jarring like 
there really isn't you know how like in call of duty and stuff when you're like about to die like your screen is very red right the more damage Mm -hmm. you take the more red your screen is in this game they don't start turning your screen red till you have like 10 health left which and then you're dead it's not that's not much that's like one bullet shot away from just so yeah you might as well be fucking dead by the time you see the red yeah so it's very it's a very short like you have to be quick on your feet and be like right next to cover essentially to be able Mm. to see Mm. your screen turn red and then somehow save yourself uh, it was frustrating. Yeah. I have to admit, I don't think it's something that they couldn't patch in. Yeah, and just, and I, I think it could be a fix if enough people voice their concerns about it. Maybe that's not the experience they they want people to have. I don't know. They, I just feel like they're really holding on to their kind of old school roots with the health system the way it is. But yeah, I think I, that they could they could at least have the edge of the screens like you know get redder sooner and maybe have like some direction indicator on your crosshair of like where the shots are coming from. I think it would be very helpful. Yeah, and I mean implementing difficulty well is it's is a i mean it's a hard thing to balance right and mm-hmm. i it really reminds me of uh like people talk i read i watched this video about uh third person like shooter cover mechanics right and a big talking point was uncharted and the thing in uncharted is Ugh. it's a completely different game if you play it on easy as opposed to like the hardest difficulty oh yeah yeah, it's a completely different game because the idea is when you're playing on the easier difficulty, I mean, you can run up to guys and smack them in the face and it's more like, you know, you're enjoying yourself and you can, you know, get in fist fights and just like shoot guys in the face and do whatever, you know, you know what I mean? You can you can move around the battlefield a little bit more freely and feel a little bit more like, you know, Indiana Jones or whatever that game's going for as opposed to the harder difficulties where you're sitting there relying on the cover mechanics to hope to God you don't get shot like once or twice wherever it takes to die in those harder difficulties. So all you're doing is sitting there like, oh, I guess I'm just going to turn it into a shooting gallery and just like jump up behind cover every once in a while to kill, like pick off guys one by one. Like that doesn't sound near as fun as like going around just being the shit out of guys, you know? Yeah. Are you talking about Uncharted uh, 4 specifically or just any Uncharted game? All all of them are kind of like that. I don't know if, I think it was a little less prominent in Uncharted 4 if I'm not mistaken, Mm. but the first three were really bad with that. Maybe it was just because it was the fourth one of those games, but when I finally got to Uncharted 4, I was, I got like, I don't know, maybe 30% to 50% through the game and I was like, you know what? I'm good on all of this combat. I'm just kind of done with it. And I don't want to futz with it anymore. And so I turned on, obviously, easy mode. And I turned on even. I went as far as to just do the easy, like, auto-aim where you just hit the left trigger and it just, like, auto-aims. And it was just, like, much easier to get through those encounters and just get back to the story again. It kind of... That game kind of reminds me of Wolfenstein where I'm like, I'm not really there for the combat. The combat is not as compelling, you know, as I think maybe they had hoped it would be. And now the enemy design is awesome and the weapons are awesome. That what is that laser thing? I can't remember the Lasercraft Verkin or something. I'm not German. When you like the Wonder Waffle. Yeah, the Wonder Waffle, yeah. When you disintegrate walls with that laser, the particle effects are so Mm. pretty. And when you like disintegrate human beings too, it's just the way it all disintegrates it. I was like, oh can I say the hatchet is so cool. The hatchet, the hatchet is so cool. It like instead of a knife, like in the first game, they give you a hatchet, which is mm. your obviously your melee weapon. You can also throw hatchets to like silently kill enemies because apparently hitting some guy in the foot with a hatchet is an instant instant death. I, um, I love when sure first person shooters <laughs> have those like really creative melee weapons. Like for like for this game, it's the hatchet. For Battlefield One, it was the shovel. For Half Life yeah. Two, it was the crowbar. crowbar. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you but, know what I mean. We need we need more shit like that. I love that. And one of my favorite things, too, with the hatchet is when you get close to enemies, like when you're sneaking around, right? Uh, When you get close to them, you can, like, silently kill them. And 
the animations yeah. for all of those kills are so good. Like they are. There, there's one where you've approached someone from behind and you're crouched. Your first thing is just sweep the leg <laughs> with a hatchet. Sweep so the leg, Johnny. Literally, literally, you're cutting their shins off. Oh, <laughs> and oh. then as they fall forward, oh. you yeah. you smack their back with the hatchet, like in the middle of the back, to pull them closer to you to then hatchet <laughs> the back of their head. Yeah, they spent some time <laughs> thinking about that. Is there it, was a is, hatchet. Go ahead. Uh, sounds like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, there was a hatchet and there was a tomahawk in uh, Assassin's Creed 3, but even like a game all about assassinations, they didn't handle a hatchet as well as Wolfenstein I mean, 2 does. The blood and the gore in Assassin's Creed in general just isn't visceral at all. I mean, yeah. it's not really existent. I mean, there's it's like, oh, I hit this guy in the neck, you know, right in the jugular with my knife, but there's like a little bit of blood that came out. That's it. <laughs> yeah. More blood for Colin. <laughs> um, not, to, not to sound too you know sadistic i guess this yeah. game is not short on gore it gets heavy and and i'm really early in the story but what i hear all the reports saying is that this story is very compelling there's some really interesting commentaries making not only on the alternate universe of the nazis winning world war ii but also just on like kind of the present you know, climate in America right now. And yeah. so that's all I really know. So I can't, I honestly can't even spoil it if I wanted to, but I look forward to like experiencing what, what, or, you know, everyone's talking about. Like, I want to put a pin in this Wolfenstein conversation with, I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything for sure. I want, I want Jack to experience this game as it is. If you're playing the game right now, I want you to experience it how I did, but I will leave you with this on, uh, like Sunday, Jeff Gerstman from Giant uh, Giant Bomb tweeted out, so I think I got to the part in Wolfenstein that people are talking about, and holy fucking shit, this game. <laughs> and here's the thing. All of the responses Whoa. are like, which part? There are so many that parts. Oh, wow. That's how good this game is. Because when I read that, I was like, which part is he, is he talking about this or talking about that? Like, there's yeah. so much that's really memorable in this game that's really, huh. that made my jaw drop. Like, if you think it's visceral really? now... In like two hours of play, you don't even know. <laughs> Dude, the beginning was so graphic. Though. Oh, yeah. oh man! It so gets okay, I'm better. looking forward to. It. I think that this game with the storyline, I think it might warrant maybe a spoiler cast eventually down the road. I'd I'd love to talk spoilers. The on way this. the stories. I, yeah. I don't have. I don't know anyone else who's beaten the game yet, so I haven't had the chance to like talk to anyone about the meat of it. That's what uh, Reddit's for, my friend. I know. Uh, <laughs> let's move on though to the other big, big game that came out on Friday. S some might say the biggest game of the year. Super Mario Odyssey. Man, that's some big praise. Mario, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> no, it's, I, I don't know if I would say that yet. I'm again, I'm still early in. Man, Friday was a bastard of a day. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many games coming out. You know, just these two alone uh, took up the majority of my day. So I am now into like the fifth world, fourth or fifth world in the game. Uh, and I, I spent most of my time in Toast Arena, but. Again, this is, you know, everyone knows the Super Mario Odyssey on the Nintendo Switch came out last Friday, $60. Uh, it's getting crazy rave reviews on Metacritic on all the outlets. So yep. A lot of perfect scores. Um, but yeah, it's 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 incredible. Colin, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Well, this is one game that all three of us have actually played some. Right, right. And you beat it. So Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't spoil it, but what fellas, are your thoughts? Fellas, let me tell you. My weekend was just one filled with nothing but binging Mario and Stranger Things 2. And I have not, not a single regret. Yeah, Friday and Sunday, that's all I did. Um, but man, Mario, let me tell you, like, 
you, you know, I th- I don't know if it was Robert that said it, but you know when you have like a mascot, where as soon as you see, see him, as soon as you hear his voice, you just get excited and you're like all mm. giddy. And it's like I, f- I felt like I was, you know, freaking, I don't know, six years old again playing Super Mario 64. And I was, you know, it was just yeah. I got so excited. And as soon as the game started, I was like, this this feels good. This feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just going through all the different worlds, that's that's the best part of this game, I think, is the huge variance in level design. And I won't spoil spoiler or spoil anything for you guys, but just the the way that they cleverly design Mario, I mean that that's just been the hallmark of the series, right? It's just cleverly designed levels, stuff that's fun to do, you know, places that are fun to traverse, you know, a bunch of different secrets, a whole lot of stuff to do. And I mean, even when you beat this game after 10, 15 hours, whatever it took me, I think I'm only like two thirds through the game. Or, like, a third through the game. Like, there's so much post-game stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think there's some 500, 500 power moons to collect in the entire game. So, there's a lot to do, man. And just the game feels good. The whole, the change in the mechanics with Cappy, like, how you just, the, the big mechanic is, like, throwing your hat and just possessing things. That's that's a huge thing. And there's over, like, f- I think 50 different uh, creatures or something you can possess. But it's just, it, it's it almost feels like a direct sequel to Super Mario sixty four. It just everything about it just feel it has that same magic. And I never thought I would be able to say that to or about a Mario game ever again. You know that it has the same magic as playing you know Super Mario sixty four. But yeah. I don't know what what do you guys think, man? I think it's fantastic so far. So I'm about to enter the eleventh world. I don't know. Is it spoilers to say the names of these worlds? Yeah, just you don't. Know? Just don't. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I remember I was talking about it with some of my friends last night, and I wasn't like as hype about it as they were. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you know I, I've been spending a majority of my time like going through Wolfenstein. Um. And today I played a lot of Odyssey. I got to the world that is in all the trailers with the music. Uh, mm, I don't know about that world. I'm trying to remember which one. I can't remember which world that is. Yeah. The, the, okay. The the only... Uh, never mind. The, you know, the song that, like, comes out with every trailer, Jump Up, Superstar. Oh, yeah. New I Donk didn't know City. that was a level in the game. Okay. Well... <laughs> new, <laughs> I, I mean... New Donk City, you mean? Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, it's in like it's in oh, every trailer. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to spoil that one at this point. Yeah, yeah that, that's that was why the first I think, world they showed. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's why not talking about the worlds is a little weird. But yeah, so when I got to that and I played through that and I beat that world, and that is what convinced me, like, this is a good. This is a great game. This is a really, <laughs> yeah, it's ma- it's really good game. Like yeah. before, before then, it was like this is really it's tight. You know, the controls are so tight. Every time I die, I feel like it's my fault. You know what I mean? Like, never am I blaming Mario, right? Sometimes I yeah. blame the ice under his feet, but that's about it. I'll tell um, you what's not tight about the controls is those different throws. The motion controls are not great, I don't think. See, like, that's some- that's my... I was about to say that, too. That's my biggest fault with the game is they force you to use motion controls for certain things you do in the game, which is yeah, very yeah. fucking annoying. I wish you could assign like those throws to different buttons. Would be great. Especially that sideways, the circle throw. Where the hat goes all around you, yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's they, way too really hard to do to be, with just buttons. And it's a really useful move to use, and you want to use is. it often to pick up coins, etc. But it's just it's inconsistent too, uh, too inconsistent for me. Yeah, I ahead, will Robert. say this is the this is one of those games. Normally, I play my Switch like pretty much only in handheld form. I never ever plug it into my TV. I just I don't 
care enough to do that most of the time. Oh, it looks so uh, nice, though. Tabletop yeah. form or handheld form where the controllers are attached? Ba- basically, any way that I'm using it that's not connected to my TV. So I do both. Okay. Like, I do high- handheld, I do tabletop, whatever. Okay. Like, I don't... I'm never seeing it... I'm only ever seeing it on that small 720p screen, basically. Okay. Um, Mario is probably the first Switch game that I played a lot of it on the big TV. Uh, because, like you guys said, the motion controls, right? Like, those are really really important and i agree that i'm kind of annoyed that a lot of the specific like advanced hat tricks i guess are uh, locked ah. behind <laughs> are locked behind it right, right uh, and, yeah. and even even small things like you know trying to climb up a pillar if you shake the controller you climb faster right or like right with, with like, different you know yeah like different things you possess with cappy like shaking something makes something go faster makes something stronger makes you jump higher or something like that you right. know what I mean? why can't i just mash, mash a instead yeah. or something you know yeah, what it I makes mean? you it's, like it's... climb the trees and the poles faster you have to shake the controller yeah right and it doesn't help that like a and b are jump and then x and y are cappy throwing which is like come on you could you could move those like you don't need to double up on those buttons no no just every ma- every yeah. button is doubled too every single button is yeah yeah, um, and it, there's no reason for it. Just give us, you know, map a freaking extra version of the throw button that's, you know, super important, or let us mash A to climb faster. It's it's just, I don't get it. It's the one downfall about the game. It's the only complaint I have, because trying to do the spin move especially, because I've tried to use it so many times, but you yeah. have to, like, get Mario spinning and then hold the cappy throwing button yeah. in order to actually do the spin move, and it's I so mean, annoying. Here's a pro tip, actually, I found out. Um, if you're playing it in handheld form, if you just jerk the entire console to the left or right, it does the <laughs> spin move for you. Oh, yeah, that I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, they, very if you want to do motion controls, you just got to do that or whatever, so that's yeah. like the same thing. Yeah. And One I'm, thing I do like about handheld mode is if you go into first-person camera mode, you can just move the the switch to like look around yeah and i do i do oh, like, like gyroscope kind of thing okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that's and, pretty cool i don't know i didn't find the motion controls to be that bad i mean they're easy they're enough responsive but like yeah. you know when you're when you're sitting there you know on the bus or something like that and you're playing mario odyssey on your switch you're not gonna sit yeah. there and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when it's like, a life or death kind of thing side. too yeah if you like don't pull off the specific throw at the specific time and you're gonna die like then it's frustrating when you miss it yeah the motion right controls, and yeah. i will say there is like certain secret levels where um like uh, I'm, i assume yeah all of you guys have seen like the cloud platforms right where you have to hit the white hat and it like mm. pops up a platform right well there's certain yeah. levels that have those and you know how if you throw your hat and you can't get quite close enough with the hat or you like you miss or whatever and you can shake to yeah, like, that's a, like pull them in or whatever yeah. that's the most annoying thing because you actually need those for a couple of stages to hit mm. those platforms right on time because if you don't Ooh. hit them you're gonna die you're gonna fall through and you're gonna die well, they're going to say then, oh, that's what the homing throw is for, right? Yeah. Right. But it's like, I don't want to sit there and have to, you know, you have to be on point with a fucking sure. motion, con- you know, motion, like yeah. a, a waggle control. Like, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. And I want to quit pooping on this game real quick just to kind of tell you guys something that happened to me that has never happened in this house before with a video game ever. Uh, it was a first. But so I'm a little bit opposite of you, Robert. I'm only playing it on TV mode. Uh, on my projector and I've got the uh, joy cons kind of in each hand sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and playing that way. Um, so my wife is the way it's set up. We have an open kitchen that looks out into the living room so you can like do stuff in the kitchen and see the TV just fine. So uh, she's doing something. I, I don't know if she's cooking or making a smoothie or something, but I'm playing this the level where 
can we say like what the first level is? Just yeah, just say it. Okay. Just say it. There's, say it. there's dinosaurs in it. Yeah. Okay. And it was in the trailer too. And there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and like you obviously know, like you can control the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you can kind of wreak havoc, and you can kill enemies that are otherwise invincible, and other you know otherwise you you kind of go from being the prey to being the predator uh, in that respect. And when she saw me controlling the T Rex and just like running roughshod uh, roughshod through the level, she was like, hey. She stopped what she's doing. I was like, yeah. She goes, give me the controller. I want to play that. <laughs> she's like, that looks like fun. I want to do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Let's do it. And she sat there and just wanted to run around and, and whip her tail around and bite things as a T-Rex. Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex with a cute little mustache and hat on it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so adorable. <laughs> it <laughs> almost looked like a Hitler mustache on the T-Rex, but I digress. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, hey, we're done talking about Wolfenstein. I know, right? Yeah. But, uh, but no, that, that was something that never happened before. She's like, hey, I want to play that. Yeah. And usually she's like, oh, I'll watch you. But she's like, no, I want to play. That looks like fun. And just the, in the integration with like the 2D pixel stuff too. Like, oh, wow. yeah. It's so Dude, sweet. It's that's, so that's nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I've been playing a lot of this game on TV mode too, actually. Like, uh, this is the first game that's made me do that a lot. And, um, I have to say, I, when I first saw the Cappy thing, like, you know, the trailers, like at E3 and stuff, I was like, oh, that's that's neat, I guess. Um, I'm not super into it. But after playing it for maybe, what, 10 hours, 8, 10 hours or so, um, the Cappy thing might be the best part about this game, honestly. Because oh, 100%, yeah. When, yeah, like, because, you know, with, with other platformers, it's usually like, you know, after a couple levels, then you unlock the double jump, then you unlock the, like, air dash, and then, you know, you like, you're unlocking different moves, but in this game, you've got all your moves from the beginning. You can do your somersault jump, you can do your, you know, backspring, like, you've got all of your jumps, you've got all of your dashes from the get-go. What you keep gaining and what you keep learning and what keeps the game so fresh, even when you're, like, 10 worlds in, is the things you can possess. Like, every world okay. is something new. You know, I mean, like, Colin, you beat the yeah. game. You can probably confirm, right? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The things that you can possess only get more and more ridiculous the further you get in the game. Yeah, so, like, and it's it's just amazing. Like, oh, I, I can't stop gushing about this game. Like, it's just fun. And the way that they integrate the possession like that and just make it core, like, it changes the mechanics of the game. Consi- on yep. a consistent basis and like yeah i, I could i couldn't only imagine how big of a pain in the ass it is <laughs> to make a game like that because he just changes so much from a gameplay perspective but they're <clears> like <throat> oh this level we're gonna be able to possess things this thing and this is how we're gonna have to build this level around this idea that we came up with it's fucking genius in my yep. opinion like there are One some of- boss battles that revolve around like you have to be possessing this thing like you right. can't beat right. this yeah. boss as mario but you can beat it as like this thing you possess yeah, it was it was so fun. I, I had a boss battle just the other day like that, and I was I just was smiling ear to ear like this is like <laughs> the most ridiculous boss battle ever. But it was just so much fun. Um, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead, I was just gonna say I was gonna say one thing that I kind of made me realize like okay, Nintendo is really putting their all into this. I know this sounds silly, but like when I finally. I didn't even realize you could hit the minus button and see something, but I hit the minus button just to see what it did, and I saw the map. But it wasn't just like a regular map; it had like this really fun kind of like brochure type feel. Oh like yeah, he's taking yeah, the like, pamphlet. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're like a tourist, which is what this game's kind of going for. And I just like the little sidebars, the little information they had about the area, and I was just like, man, Nintendo's all in. Like this is like a magical feeling. They're really putting their uh, their efforts into this. I I really feel like it's the best elements of of mario 64 even mario sunshine dare i say uh oh, yeah, and the, yeah and the mario galaxy games like it's kind of 
all of those kind of thrown in a blender and, and, and with some new mechanics with Cappy, a new character. And, and again, I remember one of the funnest, most fun uh, times I had was when I possessed a stack of Goombas, like yep. 10 tall. Yeah. <laughs> I was yep. like, I'm really controlling 10 Goombas stacked on top of each other. Okay, this is, this is, this is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Are, are we, are we just going to forget to acknowledge the stupid amount of costumes you can get for Mario? I love them all. Well, not oh, all man. of them, but I oh, love man. them. Oh, man. When, when are they going to start charging money for those guys? They better <laughs> fucking not. Dude. Ooh. So can I, can I spoil just the one little tiny, tiny, tiny thing? What? Is it a costume? Yes. Uh, I don't know, Robert. I, You're I the dad care. of this podcast. I don't care. Go ahead. Okay. 100% can confirm there is a Waluigi costume. Oh, we knew that nice. already. Oh, nice. did you? Okay. You already knew. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. There's no, I, a uh, there's a cowboy one. I like the one with the sombrero. Oh wait, I guess I'm spoiling that too. Uh, I mean, like the one with like the sombrero. The, it's like the yeah, second I'm, world. I'm hoping that I'm hoping. Don't say anything. Indicate, but I'm hoping I, he has an astronaut outfit at some point. I think that would be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love all the references about the outfits. Like, there's one that is basically Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty, but like, oh yeah. I mean, it's supposed to probably be Albert Einstein, but I call it <laughs> oh, the, Rick the lab costume. coat one or whatever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's not one... just Dr. Mario. No, they. I was there, so there's glad actually they didn't. is a Dr. Mario costume that's separate oh, from that one. Oh, yeah. okay, sweet. Thank God. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and and oh, there's man. one. He literally has the straw hat of Luffy from One Piece, and I love that. <laughs> like they're just weirdly referencing these things and i'm not even sure if they're referencing but in my head they are directly but indirectly yeah yeah i'm Uh, just kind of to wrap this up a little bit i am just so excited uh, that nintendo is kind of back you know i think they were definitely hitting the panic button when the wii u um did you know basically nothing uh but to come out with a new console to uh, arguably some of the best games to come out this year are Nintendo published and developed Zelda breath of the wild. And now a Mario odyssey. I, I mean, it, it, it exceeded my expectations. I didn't know. I, I was hoping, I was hoping for a good Mario game. I think we got a great one. Um, time will sort of tell, but like I fully am going to beat this game and, and just continue to play it. And there's just so much to explore so much to do. Like it's one of those games that I'm not just going to critical path it, beat it and then shelve it. Like, no, I want to spend time in this world. I want to like, l- you know, discover the secrets do you know, uh, complete some of the challenges and, Oh man, it's just so good. Yeah. Oh, like some- I, without spoiling anything, the level that you get to go to after you beat the game, probably my favorite part of the whole game. That's all I'll say. I believe it. Yeah. Um, I remember my friends were telling me like, Honestly, I think the best way to play this game is just a critical path and like get to the end and then go back and get all the the moons. And mm. I'm like, that's cool and all, but I'm going to be a tourist to the max whenever yeah. I get to any level, any world, and I'm just going to explore everything I want until I'm bored. I thought well, I was going to just rush through it as well and just beat it and say I beat it, but actually when I was in Tostarina and I and I got like 17 moons or whatever, I thought that was all of it and then I opened the brochure and I was like, "No, dude, there's like over 50 60 moons in here there and there. Are I'm like 69 like, what and yes. I, yeah and i'm like what like where could they possibly hide this many and then once once i start exploring more and covering them i'm like oh here's some here's some oh this is how you do it and it, i just kept going and so i'm not even i'm going really slow in the game because these early levels are just so fun well I, let me tell you so i know there's like a lot in every level but there's even more than you think there is Jeez. because after you beat the game all of the levels actually get more 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, so, I thought you were gonna say they all. It's just mirror mode now, and you just do the whole no, game. No, all like, of the levels get more power moons to collect, and you'll see what? how when you beat it. But, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I do okay, want to so move get on. I do want to move on soon, but I think it would be a travesty if we did not mention the greatest feature this game has: photo mode. Oh, oh it's good. Yeah, I love the photo mode. I in this took game. quite a few pictures. I'm not gonna lie. I've never spent this much time. Uh, and plenty of games have shipped with good photo modes, um, but I've never taken the time to frame the perfect shot as I have in Mario as well. There's something special about it. I don't know what it is, but I uh, I found a little turtle guy in Toasterina. He was, I think, oh, he was doing the tracer mini game mm-hmm. where you trace the path right and he just looks so goofy and i want to take a selfie with him so i said i spent like five <laughs> minutes setting up the perfect selfie with the perfect background and the perfect poses and everything and i just i like that picture i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't I, normally do that i don't know i love the photo mode because because mario's face is so like animate i mean it's animated obviously but it's yeah. so animated you know like yeah. I've, I've caught him looking high i've caught him looking like goofiest he ever has you know what i mean it's like yeah there's so much in that one face that there's so many things you want to take a picture of. I really <laughs> like his idle animation too, where he just like sits down and takes a breather. Like, I don't and, know. It's funny. And he has different idle animations depending on where or what you're standing on too, which just mm-hmm. all the more opportunity for some sweet dank photos. Oh yeah. The way he yeah. dances in New Dog City is awesome. Oh, right. I, I think the game, I think the game also, my final thought is I think the game, because there's different currencies, there's regular coins, which is kind of what your life is. Like whenever you die, you kind of pull a Sonic and explode coins. Uh, and then you lose 10, I think every time you die, but you can go yep. back to where you died and pick them up again, pick up your souls, get an Estus, Estus flask and no. So, uh, <laughs> right. But, but I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say about it. I'm going to keep playing it. I, I'm definitely in love with the game right now. I can't yeah. stop playing, man. It's like it's like attached to my vein or something. I can't like I can't put it down. I'm like, stop! I need to stop. Yeah, I, before I bought this game, I was always under the mind of there's no way I'm ever gonna fill my SD card on my Switch. Hmm. Now I'm in the mind of it's going to be full of pictures of Mario. Yeah, give me yeah. like two months and it'll be full. Like Hopefully 64 the files gigabytes, aren't too huge. Sixty-four oh. gigs of Mario face. <laughs> just just on a quick side note, do you guys remember how they came out with that uh, Mario Odyssey Switch bundle with the red Joy-Cons and stuff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched an unboxing of that out of curiosity the other day. Turns out it comes with just a download card for the game. Oh, I'm it fine with that. It doesn't come with the physical copy of the game. Yeah, but considering the that edition costs $380. Mm. Nah. I mean, did you, guys, did you guys get the physical disc or, or I, cartridge? The cartridge? I did, and yeah. I would also like to go on record. I did lick this one as well. Tastes the same as the others. <laughs> Unreal. You like the way it tastes. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting start- to. Yeah, dude, you're gonna go like you're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the production plant. I'm just gonna get a bag of like spare unused switch cartridges and just stuff your face with them. <laughs> All right, uh, it's the only way he can feel anything anymore. <laughs> All right, so let's stop gushing about how freaking great Friday was. Uh, let's talk about some news that happened this past week or two. Yeah, okay, you guys do that. I'm gonna go play Mario some more. I'll catch you okay. guys later. All right, bye, Colin. <laughs> Okay. So let's kick off with something that happened, what, Monday? Monday night? Or Tuesday or so? Monday, uh, Monday, Monday. So it's Paris Games Week, and Sony decided, hey, we sucked at E3 this year, so let's make it up by trying something on Paris Games Week. They kind of sucked. Yeah, they kind of did. Um, yeah, the Paris- but dude, yeah, their marketing on that was like, oh, 
E3 was only half the story. I'm like, why is this? PSX is in two months, guys. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, it's not like if you get a commercial in the Super Bowl, you don't end your commercial with this was only half of our product. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But nonetheless, they showed up on Paris Games Week. I don't think it was like 1000% satisfying, but it was still like nice to see what they revealed. So uh, they launched a slew of trailers, just a lot of indie games a lot of indie games um and also a lot of vr support which yeah. i was glad to see which, i was glad to see there was vr support for yeah. sure because it's been a year you know since psvr has been a thing and it's it's good to see that they're like it's not just something that's a toy it's like they're actually adamant about right. moving forward has with it, it. and they, they it sold a, a lot of units year? they sold a has, lot of units has it been a full year i think so dang right okay, it didn't come out this year wow that went fast yeah um, so yeah, they had a lot of VR games, uh, including a free DLC for uh, Resident Evil Seven, which might be the biggest title, I guess, in that mm-hmm. list. Um, in terms of indie, they've confirmed Spelunky Two, which I guess okay. you know it's probably the biggest indie that I think they've confirmed. But they also released a lot of new trailers for some known IP that's in the work, like Spider Man and Detroit Become Human. Uh, and then they announced a new game from Sucker Punch that I want to talk about with you guys first. You guys know Sucker Punch, right? Infamous? Infamous, yes. Infamous 2, First Light, yeah. Uh, Sly Cooper. The, the Thievius Raccoonus, yes. Yes. Uh, they have a new game in the works called Ghost of Tsushima. Set I love what, sushi. Like, same. That's Ghost sh- of Sushi, man. <laughs> uh, no, so it's set in 1274 Japan on the island of Tsushima, right? Uh, when mm. the Mongols are invading it, and you play as a samurai, and I assume you're like fighting the Mongols. There really Wait, aren't tw- that many details, but you say yeah. 1217. Is that is that Se- when it takes place? 74. 1274. Okay. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I, I don't know if you guys happen to know what uh, period that is in like Japanese history, but the, the Meiji mm. period. No, I don't know. No. Oh, is it? Oh, I it's talk, most I don't know. definitely not. I know, like I, <laughs> um, I, I literally, I think I know like the Meiji period and the uh, the Edo period because of Samurai Champloo. <laughs> the Edo um, period. Anyway. Yeah, no, this is yeah. definitely like way early. Uh, I think it's before the Edo's period. Edo period as well. Uh, oh yeah, the Edo period was the end of the samurai. That wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. So Ghost of Tsushima. They didn't really release many details about it. It was just like a cinematic trailer. You know, it was basically a Mongolian guy lecturing your character, I assume, saying like, you know, I took the time to learn about your culture and your people and I knew what to do to attack. And what were you doing? Just sharpening your blade? You you dumb, you dumb boy, like (laughs) trying to be all intimidating and stuff. Um But according to Sucker Punch, it's gonna be an open world samurai game, which sounds Mm kind of neat i'm pretty i'm pretty into it because you know we got the open world cowboy game you got to have the open world samurai game too yeah (laughs) yeah samurai i mean i was kind of disappointed it wasn't an open world ninja game but hey i mean toward toward the end of that trailer he had like a ninja shinobi get up which was kind of cool yeah Yeah, he had like a there was no gameplay shown so Mm. it's still very early i mean i don't know i don't know if the game was given a date or not i can't remember I, in the trailer honestly i'd assume 2019 something to um, look forward to you know but we we didn't right. get a lot other than just the announcement that hey this exists right yeah. yeah i'm excited for the concept though i really hope they they really do something cool with it so but a trailer that did drop that was literally all gameplay or at least we want to believe it's gameplay uh the new detroit become human trailer man did you guys peep that 
That was a thing. That was I it was cool to see like uh I mean they've done a lot of uh trailers for this game where like hey this is one path this is one way the story can go but you can choose and depending on your actions it can actually go this way so they've done a lot of that which is what this is again but that was all kind of big open world like outdoors in the city and this one was way more intimate it was in like a house you know and there was like domestic problems in the house to say the least uh no it was very affecting i thought i don't know maybe it was just like the sweeping orchestral soundtrack but i was like oh this is real like i was watching and i was like i don't even want to make a joke about what's going on right now it's just a little too serious for that you know so it set it set the stage um we'll see you know because i still think that i i like david cage i don't love the man i I don't love his games i like them okay but i still don't know that Quantic Dreams, real true ambitions and and dreams, quote unquote, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> uh, you know, have been realized yet. I think that you know their their games are largely a little more empty, a little more hollow than I think that uh, I I would hope for. So maybe this is another chance for them to kind of you know really live up to what they're what they're looking to do with these games. Um, that trailer was good. Uh, it, it definitely you know keeps the game on my radar. Uh, we'll just have to see though. I'm, I'm gonna remain optimistically skeptical if that's a thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm sitting at. I mean, the trailer did help me be a little more excited about it. Like, I don't know about day one purchase necessarily, but it's kind of up there right now on my radar. Um, I mean, I'm gonna assume if you're listening to this, you've seen the trailer. Like the moment where the dad stops being angry and is like. I'm sorry, we're we're all fine now, right? It's fine. And you see, like, the girl's lifeless body being put on the bed. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a harsh yeah. game. Yeah, well, he's yeah. done it before, too. It seems like this is the game where if you make a mistake, oh, just kids die. Okay, yeah. no biggie, right? And it's like, this is like, there's multiple uh, examples of that. So this is the game where if you fuck up, some kid's going to die somewhere. If you do what's right, then the criminal dies. Like, okay, the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know... I, I at this point after playing both Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, I kind of have an idea of what to expect out of a David Cage game. So even if it's on par with both either of those games, I'm going to play because I just I enjoy those types of games for sure. Even you know even with all of its cheesy voice acting, I even thought in the trailer like, I mean of course it's dealing with some serious shit and it, it's it's really interesting to see that David Cage is going to places like that uh, narrative wise. But I mean it was a little bit of overacting going on in the voice acting. I will say. I feel like some of it. They're I mean, all like that, though. They're all yeah, they, like and they that. are. And I kind of like expected that, so it wasn't. It definitely didn't take it away from anything for me because I, I knew what I was going to get, and I'm definitely going to play it like for sure. So, but I think it's they're dealing with a lot darker shit, and they they did touch upon a lot of the darker stuff, um, like more personal concepts in uh, Beyond Two Souls. I think, yeah, um, they dealt with a lot of like depression and uh, like almost almost like suicide and stuff like that um suicidal thoughts and stuff like that but they're not they're not afraid or uh, david cage isn't afraid to hit on stuff like that and it really upset me when i, I sent you that link to that Eurogamer uh interview today or, or yeah to you guys and i was uh, like he, the dude was like basically attacking david cage i was like oh what what are you doing <laughs> I'm yeah, going to read that article. I didn't get a chance to before the show, but yeah, like basically in summary, the dude was basically asking a lot of very, very pointed questions. He's like, why would you include concepts and ideas like this? You know, you know what I mean? And he's like, and David Cage is like, what do you mean? I'm just cr- like trying to like w- write 
whatever feels right to me and what I think can make for an amazing story and what really means a lot to me as a writer and things like that. And the dude's like, well, yeah, but I feel like you're just including it just to throw it in there. Like it's some cool like story dynamic that you're getting your rocks off to or something, you know, that he was just very like being really. Wow. Well, it sounds yeah. like he's trying to pick a fight to get like a like is. a juicy quote out of David Cage or something like that. It's, just a, it's exactly clicks. what it sounded like. But David Cage didn't give it to him, which was great. So that's lame. Yeah. That's so lame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think this game will be really interesting. It'll definitely be one of the darker games in the PS4's library. So let's talk about a way happier-looking game, Spider-Man. Insomniac's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That Insomniac, like, wasn't their last thing, like, Fuse or some shit? Like, that really terrible... Was that them? Wasn't it? I don't don't remember. I'm almost sure it was. Yeah, but what has Insomniac done, like, recently? Like, I'm having problems, Uh... like... What are their good games? Ratchet and now? Clank. Yeah, then they do that Ratchet and Clank. Uh, the remake. Yeah, yeah. the the remake. Uh, Insomniac. I mean, they also did uh, Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. that's the one I couldn't think of. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they're working on. Okay. Well, I think yeah. based on the traversal in in a uh, uh, Sunset Overdrive, that they should probably be the ones making the Spider. Oh yeah, so dude. Sunset cool. Overdrive was just like before Mario. That was one of the most fun game uh, games that I played in years. Honestly, like no, it, no, it's, yeah, it's a lot sure. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the only reasons to have an Xbox One. <laughs> I borrowed one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the trailer for this Spider-Man is very different from the past trailers, which were all more like, "Look how fun it is being Spider-Man! You can swing around New York and all that." This one was more like the the story. You know, like kind of, kind of like a lot of darker hints toward you know, like there's a criminal underground and like if Fisk is behind bars and who's the one doing this stuff and you know a lot of like intrigue which has me intrigued honestly yeah yeah dude uh, I am all about this especially after seeing this tra- like I was already sold because I love playing Spider-Man games period like I w- uh, I'd have a mind to buy the mediocre amazing Spider-Man games even though because I just li- I just like Spider-Man games I know they're seems not to, always great but like yeah it seems to me that they are going for Tell me if you agree or disagree. They're going for... They're trying to make a game that does for Spider-Man what the Arkham City games do for Batman. Yes. I can I can see that. Yeah, for I sure. Totally, and if they are successful on that, that is a very exciting prospect for me. Uh, and just also, sidebar, can confirm, Insomniac uh, did develop the EA-published Fuse game that was a total steaming piece of shit. Garbage, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm hoping that the Spider-Man game is infinitely better than Fuse. Uh, yeah, it and looks even, good. Even the combat of the game looks a lot like Arkham-style Batman. You know, mm. there's like a counter system, which fits perfectly because, you know, Spidey senses, right? Um, lots of gadgets. I don't know if you guys saw the gameplay from E3, but there are hella gadgets. Wait, is Spider-Man known for his gadgets? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. more comic book type stuff. It's not really so much stuff you see as much in the movies or anything okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. How... Despite despite what Tobey Maguire would have you believe, he doesn't have web running through his blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gadgets. It's all gadgets in his blood. Yeah. Gadgets. Gadgets. Son. How, yeah. It's how, uh, uh, how open is this open world? Who knows? There has they haven't shown it yet. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, okay. they've shown like web slinging around New York, and it seems like a fairly big city. But you know, there's only so much a trailer can really show you, right? Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so I'm knows? looking forward to it. I mean, Sony chose to end E3 with it. And they obviously think highly of it. Mm-hmm. So we will see. I mean, like I said, if it can if it can replicate the Arkham City style games, you know, just in Superman's 
universe. That sounds really and cool. Sp- Spider-Man's Spider- universe. Spider-Man's. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Superman? Superman Arkham game. That just doesn't <laughs> oh, sound right. Oh, my God. Right. Superman. Uh, oh, what about a Superman open world Superman game where his open world is just the fucking world? Don't you mean Superman 64? Oh, that gem. <laughs> One of the worst games ever made. Okay, move on. Move okay, on. yeah. So the last trailer I wanted to talk about is one that caught me really by surprise. Like for a second when I was starting to watch it, I was like, what What game is this? Mm. And they reveal at the end, it's The Last of Us Part 2, the new trailer for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely like going for some of the same themes, I think, that, uh, or at least some of the same feels that Wolfenstein's going for. It was super dark, super grim, super mm. uh, concerning. You know, commentary on like the state of humanity. Uh, it was uh, it was gory, man. It was it was yeah. scary. I was scared. The, the yeah, second that was character was brutal. like clip her wings, I was like, wait, do they mean? Oh, oh that's yeah. what they. Oh, oh, they're hammering yeah. her arm. Oh. Yeah, I was like, and then they just showed. Up. That was a little much for me, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah, but the thing is, it was a hell of a tone piece, and like. They're they're going even darker than the first Last of Us. I'm like, I am all about this though. Like they're gonna make it like be beyond Walking Dead levels of dark. I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah, as I long think- as I can see what's happening, as long as it's not all just like literally dark everywhere, like it was in that trailer. <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah. I don't think any of those characters were ever shown before. Like those were all new characters. I didn't recognize any of them. Was that yeah, not Ellie getting new. hung? No, no, it wasn't. Because if you watch the sure? first tra- if you watch the first trailer, it looks nothing like her. Ah, I thought it was Ellie. Well, then they didn't get, do a good job communicating that because I just thought Dude, it, the, that's who the, it was. The, fo- the girl who was like the focus of this trailer was ripped. Like she oh, was yeah. ripped fuel. Like you could see her triceps and like shit and like, damn, this chick yeah. Royden or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see how that's all going to tie in because I think with The Last of Us Part 2, they're trying to tell more about the world, right? Not just as much the story between Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not Are as they much- in this game? Is that confirmed yet? Uh, well, I mean, that first trailer showed at least Ellie, right? Yeah, it showed Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Oh, was okay. Joel shown in that too? I think it showed like the back of him, didn't it? I, I could be wrong, but I mean, yeah. you hear his voice regardless, so. Okay. Well, I mean, the trailer didn't really, I mean, I'm already sold on the game. It didn't really sell me or unsell me either way. I was just like, oh, this is really brutal. Like, okay. Oh, I guess yeah. I'm ready. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I'm like starting to have like a lower tolerance for that kind of stuff anymore. It's just when it's just in your face, like gratuitous. I mean, I think with with this game, as much as they market it, which, I mean, they should obviously market it, uh, no matter what trailers they show, no matter what gameplay they show, I think they already at least know the people who got to the end of The Last of Us and heard that okay heard around the world, that's already a core demographic of people who are buying your game instantly. I sure. don't, can't think of anyone who has beaten The Last of Us and was like, that was garbage. And didn't like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, fair point, fair I point. have a couple friends that are like this gameplay is fucking garbage, but well, tell tell them they're garbage. I didn't think the gameplay was was the bad part of Last of Us. I don't know. The game well, kind of went on a little bit longer than I would like it to, but I I didn't think the gameplay was bad per se. Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. topic for another time, though. Yes, yeah, we so, need to like kind of maybe yes. rapid fire these next yes. movie so, uh, news things. So let's let's hit on GameStop. Let's hit on GameStop. Uh, so they're entering hey the now. rental business. They're going to start renting games. And they're doing this weird system where it's like, what is it, 60 bucks a month or something like that? And you can rent no. out $60, no, $60 a bucks. month. It's like no, what? $60, $60 for six months, for half That's a year. It. Yes. And then, yeah, and go ahead. 
Yeah, so uh, you can rent out any game, any game you, any pre-owned game specifically, and as, you can only have one out at a time, but you can like check in and check out whenever. And um, at the end of that six months, you get to keep whatever game that you are renting at the end. Pretty cool. So yeah, you're essentially mm. like paying sixty dollars for a game you'll keep in six months, plus being able to switch it out for all these other games between now and six months later. But it's GameStop. Interesting. I mean, yeah. they are struggling for life, right? These are kind of like the death throes. You know, these yeah. are the uh, the final years we can we should assume of GameStop as in its original form. I mean, this to me is kind of a sign of desperation. Like crap, we have all this inventory. It's not moving. What? How do we? You know, turn it into a revenue stream? Yeah. Um. You know, so they're getting creative with it, and I hand it to them. There, I, I, I think this might be successful at least. In the first six months, we'll see how many people re-up with it. But it's also noted you have to be a power uh, rewards power member. Power reward member, yep. Right. So, and that's, yeah, that's, so another, that's, more money. that's another monthly fee or something like that, right? Isn't it like 15 right. a year or something like that? Or yeah, something I, like I think that. that I mean the uh, the power-ups rewards, is it gold or whatever? The the paid version? Because there's like a free version there's like a paid version. Oh, okay. Look, yeah. All I'm hearing is you need a membership on top of a membership to get this membership or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of me. I don't know. It's kind yeah. of a lot of hoops to jump through. So I think it would be good for kids yeah, to play a lot be, of games. For sure. Yeah. I also haven't seen much marketing for it yet. Yeah, Same it here. leaked, actually. It leaked yeah. last week when I caught wind of it. I can't remember exactly where I saw it first. I think on yeah. Twitter or something. And then it got confirmed. And Yeah, and I mean, they're are. definitely... They're, I mean, knowing GameStop, they're gonna push it on people because they—that's what they do—is they push things, yeah. promotions on it's, onto people. It's the um, circle of life. But I, yeah, exactly, um, the circle of life and all that. But uh, I just—I'm curious to see. You know, this isn't really gonna be something that does a lot for them unless they advertise it well. You know let what me I mean? Ask, they're, let me they're ask have you. To do, put out a marketing campaign for it for sure. All that we know, given all that we know, you know, are you interested, Colin? You first. Um, no, not, not particularly because I mean, when I do shop at GameStop, I usually am just bargain bin shopping or whatever. And I, I keep my games. So the idea of renting them, getting a free one every six months, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see how it pans out, but I, it doesn't sound particularly appealing to me anyway. If this were done digitally, I'd do it. Like Never. if I could do it via Steam or something like that, that'd oh, be cool. Man. That'd be crazy. But uh, no, I, I don't even play my PS4. I only play my PS4 whenever big games come out for it, right? Okay, yeah. Two two things I don't like about this is one, it's too much up front. $60? Like it needs to be a smaller denomination monthly. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah, that's that crazy to me. That's crazy to me that they ask just for $60 up front. That to me shows that they're they're hoping that people kind of do what you do at the gym every February, every January, right? After New Year's like, oh, I'll do it. Sign up for it, and then you never use it. That's kind of what they're hoping for. That's the yeah. best case scenario where you give them all the money and you don't take any of the service, or you're just too lazy uh, to go. Um, yeah. And then I just I, the only thing I would use it for is maybe like B tier Switch games that I don't want to buy, but I want to try. But yeah. everything I'm buying nowadays is digital on across all platforms: Switch, PS4, PC. Obviously, everything's digital for me, yeah. and so I don't buy things unless. Uh, a, I know that I'll be able to return it if I don't like it or and get my money back, or B, I just know 100% like Mario, for instance, that I'm going to love it, and I'm just going to download it and keep it forever. Yeah, I think um, 
this is just like a sign that brick and mortar is kind of in its death throes. And while we're talking about death throes, uh, the connect is dead. Oh, rest in peace. Connect. I bought you. I was dumb. I bought both connects guys. Why would you do that? I bought the connect when it was brand new on 360. I was so excited. I'm pretty sure it's $150. Whatever. Wait, question. Have you ever faced the two connects to each Mm. other just to see what kind of black hole would start to form in the middle of them? I I I didn't have them both at the same time, but man, that would be that would be something for the experiment. But who cares about experiments anymore? It's all just bullshit, anyways. Peak That's curves. true. That's true. So so I I I am a ashamed a uh, past owner of a Connect. I sold them both, got rid of them. The only thing I ever used it for on Xbox One was telling Netflix to pause my voice and telling it to play. Like when I went and got up and got a root beer or something to sit down, Netflix play or whatever, and then it that was it. You know, and that's a hundred dollar feature. Yeah, was it worth? Well, it probably added more to the cost of the Xbox One when it first came out. But I remember that whole package was five hundred dollars together. Like, yeah, dang. they're like, hey, we're gonna come out with the with the peripheral you don't want, and, and which makes the entire bundle a hundred dollars more than the other, you know, mm-hmm. console that's out on the market. It's gonna change the future. It had inputs for your cable box, dude. That Xbox yeah. One is going to be like studied as an artifact like 10 15 years down the road like it's 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 so crazy what they TV, were hoping to do TV, with that TV 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 Xbox is the new water cooler sports sports TV They wanted you to like gesture in the air to like turn the channel and change the volume and all that crap like it, it's just they wanted some, you to minority report TV basically some future ass shit right there Yeah so it's gone now so, did I mean do you guys I I like Dance Central I had fun with that I had some Dance Central social parties at my house back in the day um i never really used the new xbox one version though but i had some good times i didn't i definitely didn't get 150 dollars worth of fun out of it but you know, know just it's, it's every gone now. i've <clears throat> never owned a connect but every game i hear of on the connect i'm just like that sounds like garbage have you seen the star wars connect game the oh, dragon God. ball Connect oh, game are you talking about that there, dance game well is that about original but, connect or are you talking about the new one the, there was Star Wars Connect uh, for the 360, which had yeah. a dance mini game inside of it where you could dance with Han Solo. Han yeah. Solo, Han God, Solo. No. It was like a Cisco song. Yeah, <laughs> it, was Wars, really, it was really, it was really bad. So, uh, bad. so just, I'm kind of glad the Connect is finally <laughs> dead. And I mean, it, it has its uses, right? In like some scientific medical fields or something. I don't know. I hear that they're still using it. Yeah, they're using bit. it for extra games and uh, health games and things like that. Right. So. I think they've manufactured enough connects where the people who would actually be excited to use it, which is like a dozen, will get theirs, and then everyone else can just live on in peaceful bliss in a connectless world. It, it, it Goodbye. Speaks, Goodbye. Good it speaks ratings. volumes, and this is the last thought I have on this, is that the new Xbox One X does not have a connect import uh, input in the back, just like the Xbox One S didn't have either, but on top of that they are no longer selling you the adapter to hook it up if you if you cho- so chose so they're literally saying we do not support this in any capacity anymore we don't even we don't even sell the adapter so you can hook it up so all the connects on shelves right now today are the last ones in existence and some crazy shithead collector is going to snatch them all up and put them on ebay for like a thousand dollars each now that's all that's going to happen no did you just call them. did you just call colin a crazy shithead <laughs> I looked at him, but I didn't. I wasn't thinking he's a crazy shit. Uh, Sorry, hey, but it's okay. It's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. It's fine. You don't okay. have box connects connects in your closet right now, do you? <laughs> like ready to go on eBay? Multiple. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna reach back here and just slowly close my closet. <laughs> right. 
right next to your sealed copy is a two human oh my god God. all right so pretty quick i wanted to also mention two major news topics that happened like around last week and since last week we did a very different episode we didn't get to cover them uh so i Mm. guess first quick little bullet point neogaf is dead that place that literal water cooler of the games industry on the internet yeah Yeah, aside aside from the occasional news story that place was it was a fucking it was a hole it <laughs> served, it's, but it, the thing about it is is it served as good like neutral territory for everyone from all disciplines from all sectors of the industry to kind of intersect right yeah. it was it wasn't like affiliated with any website any news organization any conglomerate it was just its own thing and so people were felt free and felt safe to divulge secrets and facts that they wouldn't otherwise so the fact that it's gone now is crazy i don't know do we want to get into why it's gone <laughs> no i don't think we need to but i mean just to like sing it's, its praises right yeah it's pretty old news but to sing it's praises it's like a lot of leaks happen from neogaf like there are oh, quite yeah. a few news stories that wouldn't exist without neogaf you know sure. so it's like sure it wasn't maybe the best place to like breathe air in uh but you can't deny it's it's impact that it's had on the gaming industry for the past what like at least decade yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean the the community will move on. Obviously, that that place is just way too toxic now for any real meaningful discourse around video games to happen. Uh, yeah. I remember though, memory I have with that is that it took me like eight months from when I requested to sign on. It, so we should just say NeoGaf is like a message board. Yeah, it's a giant right? forum. Yeah, giant forum. And so it took in to get to post in anything, you had to have a login and you had to have an account. And I requested one, went through the process and it took like eight to 10 months for them to respond to me to let me in. Uh, I was like, wow, this is they must do some serious vetting or they're just really lazy there or both. Man, I would, I'm so disappointed, too, because I came up with the coolest username. My username was Gaseous Snake. I was like, I am so clever. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's yeah, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. The biggest worry that a lot of people are having with NeoGAF shutting down is a lot of the people that are now refugees, quote unquote, um, are now going to migrate to other message boards and websites. So uh, hold on real quick. What you said there, it's not really accurate to say it's shutting down. It's just the community's le- abandoned it. Oh well, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. not. Shy. It's still there in the thing, but there's no one wants to post there anymore. If you want to look up the yeah. story as to why, like, go ahead. That that's a yeah. hole onto itself well, that'll take you yeah. hours. And plus, all all the mods are gone, so you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, basically, other places are going to become more toxic because of it. Is a lot of people's fears. Yeah. Uh, another thing that kind of came about last week or so, uh, the Animal Crossing mobile game is happening. If you guys still are are against me and saying that Tom Nook is a criminal, wait till he comes for your ass in this mobile game. Because guess what, motherfuckers? You can spend real world money now to buy things in Animal Crossing. The world is over. Human sacrifice. Cats and dogs Ooh. living together. Mass or, hysteria. Everyone get fucked, bitches. Or... <laughs> You didn't need to flip the bird at us, even though the audience can't see that. You didn't need to do that. That was rude. Oh, I'm hurt. This is, uh, this is the embodiment of Tom Nook on your wallet, on like, your here's retirement. The, here's the thing. In real life. Just don't. Don't succumb to microtransactions. I, listen, don't. I'm strong enough. I'm, fi- I'm fine just harvesting bells and all that. I'm fine with this, but I'm saying there are going to be some real... I know the evil of this game, okay? I just know the evil of it. 
And I know that there's going to be some people that spend way more money than than I think people realize. This is the this is the the trump card in Nintendo's deck here. They were waiting for this is the microtransactioninator of all microtransactioninators <laughs> ever. Microtransactioninator. Yeah, and then there's going to be several kids who accidentally buy ten thousand dollars worth of microtransactions on their parents' phones. It's going to be great. Oh, I cannot wait. I don't know. It looks as much as I don't like Animal Crossing. Bro. It looks like the perfect game for a mobile phone. It's a free game. The first hit is always free. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, in, just in general, like, kind of the Animal Crossing gameplay style. It looks pretty good just to be on a mobile phone instead of having to be on a full 3DS, in my opinion. Do you, do you remember the subtitle? Like, uh, like no. Happy Camp or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. It, you build remember. a camp, and then your house oh. is an RV that looks like a van. Oh, it was. Su- it's such a perfect... <laughs> if you're playing the core Animal Crossing games, it's such a perfect companion, I think. Because yeah. it, it has the same mechanics, but it's a completely different world. Oh, I'm scared. I'm really scared of this game. Yeah, I mean, if you want to play it on iPhone right now, just create a new iTunes account and set your region oh. to Australia, and you can play the game right now, apparently. Couldn't oh, tell you yeah. why. Oh. Yeah. Uh, only works for iPhone, not Android users, but that's fine. Oh, snap. So, let's wrap things up. Let's start heading toward the end. Let's get to our question of the week, guys. So, I've got a question. I've got a fun little moral musing I'd like to throw at you guys. Yay. If, if, oh, God. Are you oh. Gonna, wait, you say you're going to make me question my morals? Is that yeah, what I, come on. <laughs> you could you could be a little less excited, guys. Come on, this has been Yay. much. Yay. <laughs> Roberts, question of the week. Question of the week. (laughs) So it's a would you rather. Would you rather Uh. have Wolverine's healing factor Mm. or have the Midas touch at will? The Midas touch. Oh, at will. At will. will. Okay. What if you you were like straight rogue from the X-Men and you just couldn't turn it off? Like anything you touch was just That's why I threw on at will because I think the Midas touch normally is like a monkey's paw. So it's like Mm. always on. What so, good is gold bullion in this world, though? Like, if you could turn shit to gold, could you, like, turn that into a cheeseburger? It takes some time, wouldn't it? What? Wait, like, wait, what? I'm so confused. Like, are you telling me you're going to turn gold into food? <laughs> no, what I'm saying to you is, all right, you can have all the gold you want, basically, is what you're saying, right? Mm. So, let's say I turn my mouse into gold. Okay, how long is it going to take for me to turn that golden mouse now into like uh, liquid assets, right? So oh, I can buy cheddar. a cheeseburger. Yes. Into cheddar. So to um, I mean, there are like gold for cash st- shops. I'm not telling uh, you to like turn a house into gold and just approach them and be like, hey, you going to buy this? I know, you know, but I'm just saying like, it just seems like a lot of hassle. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, honestly, hey, check that, out this gold that, thing. Okay. Well, I want to play computer games. So that that's true. Like how me. I honestly do not know. Like if I just dug up some gold or whatever like what do i do with it yeah like, <laughs> like well, how do someone i someone else is gonna get rich off it right like the like I, the fucking government be on your ass after i mean they let's say you do turn into money you start depositing into your account like they monitor that shit you yeah. know you can't hide that shit you'd have to have a literal offshore account to hide all your gold stuff and then what if like you're dreaming and you're dreaming about turning shit into gold and then you wake up and it's just like oh fuck my boxers are gold now. I need to call the fire department. <laughs> it's, I, hate I gave myself a chastity belt. <laughs> to, to reference SpongeBob again, it's going to be like the future in SpongeBob. Everything's chrome, but like it's gold. <laughs> so what do you think, Alan? What, do, what would you rather do? Um, so 
man. But I mean, you bring up some really valid points about turning everything to gold, Jack. Um, Sounds uh, nice on its face. It, I'm just I saying. mean, it, it does. At face value, it does. Um, now, I mean, if you could turn everything you touch into being worth a lot of money, maybe maybe that's a little bit easier. You know what I mean? You could just sell that thing. It'd be like, yeah, it's clearly worth thousands of dollars because it's, you know, this, you know, I have Salvador Dali's coffee mug or like, I don't know. Well, yeah, but but like a normal coffee mug wouldn't sell for as much as a golden coffee mug. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I understand that. But like going back to the whole idea of like, how the hell do I, you know, what yeah. do I do with this gold? It'd be a hassle. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to Wolverine's healing, I... What comes to mind is, uh, I, th- I think it was Mega64, they made that video, where they're like, the guys are like sitting at uh, the desk at this doctor's, they're like, okay guys, so, you-, you brought in the money, but it looks like you guys only have enough money for either the Wolverine Claws, or the Wolverine <laughs> Healing. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they're like, they looked at each other, they talked for a second, like, yep, Wolverine Claws, yep, Wolverine Claws. So, Claws. it shows them afterwards, post-surgery, they're both wearing wife beaters and jeans, and they're both covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they they're like they both got the claws they're like oh god there's blood everywhere yeah, that's oh, every time they go choice. back in, all, every time they go back inside it just it hurts so much that's hilarious. it just hurts <laughs> like, i can't make it stop and there's oh, blood everywhere that's funny. And, and then then they they die from blood loss but <laughs> dark this is a dark yeah. episode of the tv apparently no but yeah so it's like but the uh the idea of having Wolverine's healing would be pretty neat. Though I don't do any um like anything particularly like dangerous either. You know, it's like I have a dangerous occupation. Yeah, but you wouldn't something. like have disease, right? You wouldn't have you know, you wouldn't yeah, if, 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 if you, you like, cut yourself wait. if you cut yourself in the kitchen, it's fine like is, what, is Wolverine absolutely immune to disease too? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that I never see. Get. That I didn't know. Well, here's the thing too. Like, I just need to remind people that have seen Logan before. Like, he's not immortal though. He lives for like hundreds and hundreds of years, but he does eventually succumb. You know? Eventually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because the what the adamantium was kind of like breaking down or whatever, and it was. I don't, like, I don't know. Him. I don't know the backstory behind it. Was it like? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was that what the it was? Adamantium, adamantium was poisoning his body. Yeah. Oh. If he so didn't maybe, have adamantium, he would have lived a lot longer. So maybe he, oh, I didn't realize. So maybe he isn't immune to disease then. Or maybe well, adamantium disease is just that raw. I mean, I imagine that's more of a poison than a, like, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I've never really seen him sick, you know, like, <laughs> I have the cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Right, right. I right. mean, I don't know. I'm guessing it's the same idea as like, you know, you have too much iron in your blood. You're going to get, you know, it's going to kill you if you have too much. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, guessing yeah. it's the same idea. So, what do you decide? What is your choice, Colin? Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I mean, the, I think the the having the Midas touch at will is going to have a lot more financial gain. Uh, having Wolverine's healing, I don't necessarily put myself in harm's way a lot. So, I don't know. Having Wolverine's healing would be nice you know i could do something particularly dangerous or be a lot more risky you know be a lot more of a risky boy you know if i wolverine's healing and not worry about injuring myself skydiving without a parachute or something (laughs) (laughs) claws first uh, (sighs) yeah (laughs) but uh no i think definitely the uh, Midas touch thing to find my way around it i have to figure out how to sell that gold though but like, yeah, financial gain sounds good. Uh, to worry about the government, though, so you have to do it in small increments over it time. It would, yeah, it would yeah. cause a lot of problems, a lot of inconvenience. 
I'd, I'd much rather have the ability just every time I reach into my pocket, there's a crisp 20 there waiting for me. That would be so much more convenient, but uh, yes, uh, I, I think I would. I think I wouldn't want to live that long. Like we've had this talk before. Like I don't want to live as long as Logan has. I mean, he. Like, oh, that's true too. Fought yeah, the yeah, Civil yeah. War and all this crap. So, so yeah. uh, I've seen some shit, man. I think I would take uh, the bullion, the gold bullion, Midas touch, and just and just maybe like put my hands like in a safety lock boxes or something when I'm sleeping just to make sure I don't wake up <laughs> that nightmare scenario. Oh, all yeah. right, strap, strap me in, honey. I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleep. I, you just don't know. I mean, could you turn people into gold? That'd be scary. Yeah. You know, you know, I've always wondered what's like stuff like that. Like if you're in an occupation that involves your hands, let, let, let's take like a professional guitar player, for example, or whatever, like some dude that's like fucking amazing at guitar. Like what happened? Like, do you take out insurance on your hands? Like, if that's your sole, per- like your sole yeah. occupation, do you literally take out insurance on your hands? I like, hate, if you broke a I finger or something. That you're you'd be asking fucked. this question now because now I have to answer it. So, <laughs> Kim Kardashian and Jennifer Lopez both took out insurance on their butts. Nice. Except Nicki Minaj, I want to say too, because it was like the way they made their living and shit. So that was a thing. But yeah, like like pro athletes and stuff, they take insurance out on their bodies. And everything. If that's the way you make money, and if it's not functioning, it affects your income. Then you and you're a professional, and you take insurance out on it for sure. And I hate oh. that that's how we're closing the show. But hey, Kim Kardashian had to make her way in. Did you guys see oh. how uh, uh, she was wearing like a one of the Kardashian girls was wearing like okay. a Slayer oh, T-shirt? Hold, hold on, do we need oh, to what? really talk about the Kardashians? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this where it belongs. So one of the Kardashians wearing a Slayer T-shirt. And then the, oh, the members of Slayer, yeah, shit, like caught wind of this. So then during a show, like one of the guitar players for Slayer was wearing a T-shirt that just said "Kill the Kardashians." <laughs> I was like, "Fair trade, fair trade." Dark. Wow. Okay. <laughs> With that, we're gonna close this episode. This yes. has been the Edge Lord Podcast. Yeah, this has been the dark, the darkest timeline version of the Tiny Disc Podcast. Rachel. Um, <laughs> So if you have any questions you want us to read out on air, if you have any comments, concerns, etc., you can email them to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to our website, tinydisc.com. You can see all of our previous podcasts there, and we have links to all of our social medias should you be inclined to follow them. Uh, you can hit us up on iTunes, leave us a review if you really enjoyed what you heard and really help us out. And also maybe tell a friend that you think might be interested in our random dark musings. Uh, and that I think should be it for us this week. Where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, Colin in mono on Twitter, AKA boo boo underscore underscore five, five at J A C C E P E D A. Mr. Cepeda. If you're nasty. And you can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast. We'll see you next Thursday. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. (laughs) Bye. What?